welcome to Game Moment, a collaborative storytelling collective building a world one game at a time. This week, we will be playing God Killer by Connie Chang. If you like what we're doing here, you can follow us on Blue Sky at Game Moment, where you can join our Discord. And check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash gamemoven. on Game Oven, Lotharis arrived in the holy city of Everbess, home to the temple of Elise, goddess of woven life. There she met her uncle Royce, who informed her that her fate had been to be a sacrifice to Elise, and that the bond between them still remains. She also runs into an old acquaintance, Kendrick, who tells her more about the city and escorts her to the festival grounds where she gets a good look at the temple. It appears she has arrived on Sacrifice Day, and she must make her move soon if she wishes to save an innocent life. So, she seeks out others who do not like the way things are and wins their trust by telling her story. They offer to stage a distraction that should get her the time she needs to get in and get the job done. Content warning, there is a brief attempt at child sacrifice that happens in this episode. The child makes it to the end unharmed, but if you don't want to see that, feel free to fast forward briefly when Lotharis gets to the top of the temple. Unless you have anything else, you are escorted out of the tent. You have 15 minutes until this is set to go. I think just her last parting is to say thank you and ask. I know there are others who are of the same point of view. Mm. Let them know and ask them to have faith in me as I do this. <laughs> faith. Had too few of it as a late. Had too little of it, rather, as a late. Let's hope you're worth having faith in Sometimes you gotta have faith in the impossible to make it happen. I mean, you know the story. <laughs> I do. Go on then, Lutheris. She never introduced. No, she didn't. There's a pause as Lutheris is like. I did my research. I told you that, right? Like, you said you were there. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> Just, as I mentioned, never got to know my parents and was hoping maybe you might have and we could have talked afterwards, but we can talk later. I've got to kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Have at it. How do you spend your 15 minutes? She is going to wind her way over to the entry into the building that looks like it has like the lightest guard slash the most bored guard in front of it. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. And is just going to be nearby and is maybe going to kind of like adjust her scarf, maybe grab a couple other things to cover her face with. Mm-hmm. Attempting to not cover in the way that the undead have, but right. sort of mimic, mimic styles of like other people who live around, who are, live in the area or something like that. Trying to blend in and obscure her identity without looking like she's trying to blend in and obscure her identity. Yeah, you you head over towards one of those. There is only one gate to uh, the temple at this point, and it is fortunately like guarded by like a handful of guards. You end up kind of posting up near one of them. This guy is, like, a bit younger than you, probably, like, early 20s at this point. Kind of sizes you up as you're going through your bag. It's like, hey, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. Another day in paradise, you know, festival day. Only so much uh, I need to be doing. Exactly. It is a wonderful day, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I suppose so. You know, ugly business, but, you know, keeps the water safe and trade-free, and, you know, people seem happy about all that. Shame it's got to be this way, but, you know, not much for it. What can you do when that's the way it's always been? I don't know any other way, at least. This guy is, you're getting, like, kind of jock vibes off him, but like, like, also just kind of inarguably handsome. Not gonna lie, I was about to say, getting the vibes of, if I have to stab him in the neck, I won't be that sad. Fair. Fair. Latharis is no longer that kind of distracted. She's got Wylo back home. Uh-huh. And I think one of the things she'll do sort of before everything pops up is... Pray for guidance. Probably okay. either sending a prayer to in the direction of Wylo, or she has a, some sort of affinity with the god of the afterlife. She does worship a god of the afterlife, if only to help her parents have a better afterlife for what all they did to help her. Just sure. Asking for help in fixing this horrible thing that should never have been allowed to be. You reach out to Nyx, N-Y-X, who is a old god of transitions. It's one of the few things that your father left with you is this belief in Nyx. Mm -hmm. You pray for guidance. I guess we kind of answered the question of... What is the god that answers? Well, what kind of god answers your prayer is the kind that she was reaching out to. Mm-hmm. The kind of god that... Like, you feel Wylo try to step in. You know that sensation. Mm-hmm. But Nyx, you can feel... Nyx is an old god. And a powerful one at that. And you feel their force press in over top. 
and he sends you visions. Wyla was always a little bit more clear than Nyx ever was because you're seeing everything through their eyes of constant fade and decay, of transition, of how things were and how they will be. You see a vast pool of water, not wide, but eternally deep. You see this being of water and flesh and bone rising, and in its hand you see a spear carved from stone and bone. You see this thing plunging into its body and your body. You see it rending Wylo's work, the first miracle of the god of industry, as if it was nothing. You see, you see it diving into this figure of bone and flesh and water and golden blood that you are all too familiar with spilling forth. You see this golden blood and the dark crimson of your own intermingling. It is impossible to say what will come next, but you know what will come first as the tent explodes. Chaos reigns in the festival grounds as everybody starts running chaotically. The guards that were standing next to you pick up their swords and shields and spears and immediately march over. One of them shuts the gates and locks it and turns and bolts. What do you do? Very briefly, says, thanks to Nyx. I love you to Wylo. And she's going to go after the guard to try and seal his keys. Okay. I think this is act impulsively. Because I'm like, I get the feeling I wouldn't be able to pick this block even if I had the time. No, I would say, like, on a very brief, like, just looking over, your options are either try and scale the gates, which would be very obvious. Hell obvious. Or grab these keys. Like, the keys are probably your quickest bet. Yeah. So, with that in mind, you're acting impulsively, so describe the emotion that is driving you and answer one of them. Right now, it's focus and determination. I have a job to do. I can't do my job unless I get into this building. Correct. And the advantage that I seize is the darkness and chaos and all. I imagine there's a lot of people running around, so I'm able to slip in and even if I have to, like, pull the keys harder than I mean to, we'll at least be able to obscure who did it. Sure. I was hoping they were going to be stupid. Uh-huh. But I wasn't that lucky. Nope. You were not. I'm trying to remember. How much strain are you able to take on? I believe it's at the fifth strain that mm-hmm. things get bad. Okay. 
I say looking at the crucible moves and it says suffer your fifth strain. So Yeah, there we go. That sounds about right. Hang on, I have more notes on strain here in my cheat sheet that I made for myself. Smart. I will say the trouble that hits you hard and fast is that guard does catch you on your way out. You grab the keys and he turns around and is like, hey! And as he turns, he has a mace in his hand and it just barely catches you. You are able to slip into the crowd and soon enough he is pushed towards his actual target, which is seeing what's going on over at that tent. But you have the keys, but you suffer strain as you are nicked by this mace as you are fading back into the crowd. Yeah, Picture just kind of like scrapes along her arm, like just enough to break the skin and draw some blood. So as she's like tucking the keys into a pocket and starting to head back, she's pulling the fabric of her sleeve away from her arm so it'll be less likely to get blood on it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And she's going straight for the door to unlock the gate and then I think she'll probably like toss the keys away to make it look like she dropped it or something and slip in. Absolutely. Easy enough to do. You shut the gate behind you and turn to face the temple. The temple of woven light. In a city of bright color, it stands as an odd monolith white stucco pyramid tiered in different levels five stories tall with doors at each one there is uh, or was a heavy guard retinue all throughout but with the explosion things are a little bit more chaotic even in here the sound is impossibly deadened behind you as if you had shut like an actual proper door the grass in here is neat and manicured only so tall and you look around and you realize that you are essentially alone what do you do well i was just reading and my divine triggers when you come, overcome a dangerous obstacle with nothing but your moral wits, your skills awaken your divinity. Isn't it just? So. What does this look like? As you are alone and divine. So, with the nobody, which is the playbook Lotharis's. Mm-hmm. Your divinity is hidden, strange, and brand new to you. So I think as she is starting to settle into her old breaking and entering ways and she like starts crouching running along the wall trying to avoid anyone noticing her getting close to it she starts to feel at first she thinks it's the connection she made with Wilo on the night when they split Slade Deontor then she realizes it's something, it's a little bit different. She still has that dark blue, like the ocean in a storm glow about her, but it's almost like blending in with the shadows, helping to 
hide her as she works her way into the temple to find where this god is. To bring it into this before another kid has to suffer. Mm-hmm. You move forward with your confidence set. Where do you go? I was gonna say I recognize a god, but I don't know if I quite want to do that yet. Sure. Fair. The only thing I can think of is feel some feel something out to see if I can get a feel for where the god would be. Where is the best place for me to find her? I mean, recognize as god is not a bad way to go. Yeah, let's go for it. Screw it. Why not? Risk it for the biscuit. I really like you stole it. Yeah, you make your own fate. You don't make your fate by just sitting back and letting it happen. Okay, roll 2d6. You are definitely in their domain. And it would definitely be bad if you didn't know. So 2d6 plus 2. Yeah, as I say, I don't think I'm I'm familiar with their gospel. No. No, I I got the cliff nose version of what's happening and what I yep. might be able to stab them with to make them stop. So mm-hmm. that's still an eleven. I rolled a nine. A so overkill. My overkill. team is actively trespassing against them right now. Yep. This feels familiar, doesn't it? Oh yes. Oh yes. The the ground beneath you doesn't shake, but undulates. It ripples as you realize that you are standing upon the ground that is that of a goddess of the sea. And she is before you in that temple. You realize, you think back to the visions that Nyx sent to you. And among those visions was a impossibly deep uh, well of water. You realize that well is within, and she is within that. So I need to go down. You need to go in and down. I walk in. Not like walking down the center of the courtyard. <laughs> Uh -huh. I'm a thief. I'm not stupid. You are moving as stealthily as you can through a very well-manicured yard. You take the stairs a few at a time, climbing up this five-story pyramid until you are in the top room, where you see the priests holding the child, standing before a well probably about 30 feet in either direction. What are you doing here? No one is supposed to be in here. I'm here to kill your god. I recommend you leave the child be, or I will kill you too. Pulls her two knives out, one of mm -hmm. which has a shard of the first stone. I kind of pictured, like, in the pommel. Oh, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, for sure. 
And the other one's just got poison in it, because why not? I'm going to say you're challenging someone dangerous. Mm-hmm. I have a backup plan if this goes south to get the kid out of there. Cool. I would say, looking at that, they don't care about your opinion, and the crowd is definitely not on your side, but they do think they're stronger than you. So, 2d6 plus 1. I've once again rolled a 9, so that makes it a 10. Okay, then. <laughs> Google Dice Roller is only giving me 9s. Gotcha. Oh, shit. Yeah. On overkill, you push too far. Your target reacts instantly and dangerously. So, on an overkill, I would say you rush forward and you do you plunge your dagger directly into this guy. The child is dropped in the water at the moment. I grab the kid and... Can I unleash my divinity Hmm. to have the kid disappear from the water and appear with Kendrick? I don't know who else to just get... My only hesitation, and this is good, definitely cut the... Hey, when you're doing the edit, cut this part, because I don't know if this is this is probably too much table talk. I don't... Can you kill a god? Can you use your crucible moves without being in divinity? I can trigger my divinity I can, can't I? You can. We just got to figure out a way for you to do it. I just have to stab someone like a normal person, I guess. I... You know what? Use my wit... Yeah, cut back in. Sure, that's fine. We'll figure it out. The main thing is I want to get this kid out of here to someone I trust. Gotcha. You unleash your divinity. Probably about like 700 yards down the cliffside. Kendrick is just shaking his head. I can't believe this is... What is... Why is my... And unbidden, their hands are going into, like, a cradling motion. And suddenly, his arms are filled with a slightly wet sleeping child. A Ferris? Shit! And as it cuts back in, the water that had risen up around the child lets go and falls back in as a bright light fades. And that dark blue glow vanishes from Letharis. What did you do? How did you do that? Like I said, I'm here to kill your god. I think it's time someone new took her place. The water roils underneath you. She has heard you say this. I would like to argue that I'm also tempting fate. You are definitely tempting fate right now. Is that one of your one of your stipulations? Or one of your one of your divine moves, rather? I was double checking my trigger because I do have a mortal trigger when I put my own life or limb on the line to help someone dangerous. Yes. I'm helping Wilo. Does that count as helping someone dangerous? I don't know what Mortal Trigger accomplishes, but... Yeah, I think I think Mortal Trigger actually sends you back, like, from Divinity into okay. Mortal, if gotcha. I'm remembering Fair. correctly. 
Thea, you need to overcome a dangerous obstacle with nothing but your mortal wits or skills. Can I shove him into the water? You're going to have to figure out a way to shove, like, five of these guys into the water. Because one is dead, and they are bearing down on you to shove you into the water. They want to give you to the goddess. I have a dumb idea. Hey, we're in dumb idea territory right now. Because I want to get to the goddess as fast as possible. Uh Uh-huh. Fighting through all these guys has too high of a risk of me not succeeding and that and just another kid being fed into this cycle. Mm-hmm. And no one would expect it. I have a dangerous obstacle, four people trying to kill me. No one would expect me to act impulsively and jump into the water. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I have a shard of the first stone, so that'll at yeah. least give me a fighting chance of being able to get out once I get to her. And then I can inflict violence. So your plan to overcome this is to essentially steer into the skid. Yeah. I want to act impulsively. Okay. Because I'm angry. Okay. Act impulsively. What advantage do you seize and what trouble hits you hard and fast? Tell me which one. I'm going to go with what trouble hits me hard and fast. And that's it. I don't know how deep this water goes and I can't breathe underwater. You can't. You don't know how far down it is. So if I just take a deep breath and... Take a leap of faith with Vilo. Let's take a leap of faith here. And the advantage that you seize is your divinity kicking back on. You feel as you are throwing yourself in front of all of the people of your homeland. Everyone that was unable to make this choice for themselves, everyone who felt trapped by their circumstance, you put yourself as an adult who has made this decision in between them and whatever is below, and you swim, and your eyes glow blue, and you swim, and you descend, and you feel the water around you grow hotter and hotter as something beneath seems to climb up. It is a mass of tentacles, but with bony protrusions. This thing is older than old, but within the center mass of it as it rises to you, you can see a very old spear made of iron, wood, and bone. It looks at you appraisingly before it charges towards you. I had to stop myself from saying, let's roll initiative. I was going to say, can I argue now that I am tempting fate? 
Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, you have to be in divine mode to tempt fate. But absolutely, you can do that. You have no other options, and um, there is another god there that does wish you harm. So 2d6 plus 1. Uh, hmm? That's a 5. The fates laugh in your face, and your plan implodes. Yep. This was risky. <laughs> a tentacle that you did not see whips up behind you and cracks you across the back. You don't take any strain, but you drop the dagger with the first stone in the pommel. You're going to have to do this by hand. Yep, and at this point, there's no going back. Mm-hmm. So your options at this point are to inflict violence or challenge someone dangerous, unless you have something else that you want to try and pull. As I said, I can't do crucible moves yet, I don't think. No, crucible moves are when it is time to make a god go down. Yeah. You, you've got to do some more violence to this thing before we do that. Yeah, I have to inflict violence. Or challenge someone dangerous. Like, that's also an option here. There's got to be some of the crowd that's on my side. That's why I had her say, like, hey, tell your friends. Ask your friends. Yeah, no, but they're all outside. But the, the, the assistance you got is that the you had basically no guards in your way. Nobody was armed stopping you. Yeah, I think inflict violence is my best shot because they do sure. wish me harm. It is they very do. desperate. It's very yep. personal. Correct. No, you're you are you've got a a solid plus three here. So let's see how it goes. On the dice, I just got a 10. Okay. So I overkilled. You do. And I lose myself trying to tear this thing apart so I can get the spear and end this. You lunge forward and your divinity almost seems to create a shield around you and it expands a little bit, not enough but enough to create a little bit of air. You catch a breath underwater as you rush forward, almost flying in the water, and you start tearing, not beating, literally tearing into this thing. It lets out a guttural, divine howl that shakes you to your core. And as you are ripping into this thing, you go and you do grab the spear but as you grab for it you lunge forward and out of the well into the temple itself you burst open a part of the well and so now water is gushing into the temple flooding one of the floors that you passed on your way up here you suffer a strain by charging through. Really hope my uncle slept somewhere high and has run at this point. Uh-huh. 
Uncle Royce on the other side of the, like on that floor, but on the other side looks over. It's like, oh, kid. And just like goes to get a mop. Yeah. She's not going to try and communicate with him because she doesn't no, want to draw no. attention to him. Just do an amusing cutaway. You're good. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I hope he's somewhere safe, but bigger problems. And you dive back into the water or. Mm, yeah, I'm going to say on, on an overkill, this thing is going to attempt to retreat further down the well. You, I'm guessing you charge back in after it. I think, because gods are prideful. Yes. And if you can avoid it, you don't fight someone on their own turf. You get them to come to you. So I think she's going to brace up and say, What's wrong, oh great goddess? Are you too afraid to fight someone that can fight back? Are you only strong enough to handle children? I'm going to challenge someone dangerous. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Because every character I play just when in doubt will shit talk a god. Okay, 2d6. They don't care about your opinion. They do think they're stronger than you. And the crowd, though not present, is on your side. So I'm going to go ahead and say that's 2d6 plus 2. Cool. I rolled an 8, so it's another overkill. No, that's not. No, that's... Oh, you rolled an 8 plus 2. Yeah, that's another overkill. Well, if Ferris is go big or go home, baby. A tentacle lashes out, wraps around you, and pulls you forcibly back into the water, down deeper and further faster than you thought you could go. You can tell instantly you are now firmly underneath the temple. I think as I am being pulled, I'm going to position the spear so like the tip of it, the sharp point is like between my feet and I'm I got a hard grip on the top part because I'm assuming I'm being pulled feet first. Yep. So if I'm being pulled into this thing, it is going to stab itself with me. Okay. We are inflicting violence. Yep. 2d6 plus 3. That's a 9. Hey, that's a regular hit! That's a regular hit. I didn't overkill. This part of the fight ends on your terms. What happens? This entity so prideful has not been challenged in this way before, thinks that she is untouchable. Pulls me towards her, wants to have a face-to-face. So once I get close enough and she starts to sneer and she starts to gloat, I just slam straight down hard with the spear, stab into her, and it starts to unmake her, as I say. Your time is over. All those whose lives you've stolen were not enough to save you. You do not deserve to be called a god. The facade begins to fall away as this entity begins to 
go into what is its true form. To many, Elise was the woman of the sea. She literally was born from it and was the magnanimous giver. The priests saw the terrible spear-wielding beast occasionally, something that would bring power, or something that would inspire power and fear in those who needed either. But the form that is before you now is that of many. A being comprised of several thousand small scintillating insects. Little beings, crustaceans of the sea, moving in perfect harmony. An entity that is of below. An entity that could slip in to creatures, control them, even after their life itself had faded. These creatures reach and try to wrap around you, their bodies interlocking, forming consistent, solid forms so that it can grab you and try and slam you into the wall to try and crush the life from you. You have gotten this thing into its true form. Are you going to be inflicting violence again or doing something different? I think it's time we end this. As Theris is glowing, these creatures can't quite touch her because of the power that is coming off of her. Mm-hmm. And I would like to kill a god. Okay. It's just, it's just a straight roll. And you confront a god in their true form and exploit their downfall to kill them. Okay. Roll 2d6. I kind of picture how it happens is I stab down and some of my own divinity adds to this pulse of divine energy that just sweeps through these creatures. And I rolled an 8. Perfect. They see something vital from you in this moment. What is it? Don't know. I have an idea, if you'd allow narration. What's your idea? Your restraint. Oh shit. I like that though. Maybe some of her fear and caution. Mm-hmm. As you plunge the spear down, causing this entity that is older than old to die. Golden blood surrounds you, intermingling with your own, just as Nyx predicted. You feel a fear of yours. Every little piece of you that held you back, that held Wylo back, dissolve in the water or you have done something that not even Wylo did you did this by yourself as the spear causes these things to shake and lose their form 
the divinity that held them together as a unit seeps into you. The power over death itself, a facsimile of it at least, enters you. And in this moment, you realize that you have a choice to make. Because as the divinity takes hold, you realize that you are ever so slightly connected to all of the undead that Elysee has ever made. Many within the city, some very far away. You can see in this moment, not the whole of the world, you are not omniscient. That's for the creator to have. But you see a lot and you control a lot. You can't have full control over any of these individuals. This is well within your scope. It's more often easier to just kind of let them do their own thing, though. You don't need to hold on to them. But they are yours to command. Do you keep this particular tool in your kit? Or do you extinguish the undead of Elysi? For a few seconds, Lotharis just takes in all of these things that she can see and know through this army of undead who promised themselves to this dark and twisted god that was before her. And she makes note of the things that she sees, but chooses to let them go and let all those lives move on to the afterlife because they may have served a dark goddess, but they deserve peace or whatever awaits them afterwards. All over the world, in a moment, thousands drop dead. Truly dead. The scarves unwind from their faces, revealing hollowed eyes, pallid skin, taut forms, half-lives, but living no longer. You rise from the pool. Rises from the pool. I picture that once she gets to the top and emerges at the top of this pyramid, I'm assuming. So here's the thing. Because you you, you punch the hole, you can't actually swim back up to the top. You're coming out at like the third floor. Uncle Royce has a mop and is just like, Hey, kid. You look different. She holds the spear and and like twirls it around like she's testing it out. And as it spins, the appearance changes slightly. And there are perhaps some runic carvings along it. Because Oliveris is familiar with magic. She may not use it a lot, but she's... Well, she was very familiar with it now. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of sets it down. I think we're going to have a better future for this divinity. Things are going to change, and the sacrifices are no more. She's gone now. Not how I thought my day was going to end. 
but I'm glad it is. Me too. Me too. I should probably go check on Kendrick. I did just kind of drop a child in his lap. <laughs> yeah, all right. Honestly, not the weirdest thing I've heard today. And the squelching of the mop echoes in the empty halls behind you. She's not going to leave him to mop it up. She sends it back into the well and repairs and... Oh shit, she always could have done that. Alright. I'll figure out what I'm going to do with that later. We've we've got some work to do and some changes to make and then mm-hmm. I also need to get word to someone that I'm okay. You've been listening to Game Open. If you like what we're doing, give us a follow over on Twitter or Blue Sky, and you can go become a patron at patreon.com slash This week's game was God Killer by Connie Chang, featuring Chase of Ghostlight Media as the GM, and me, Brianna Jean, as Latheris.